Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Faith Worship Center's weekly sermon. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by this week's message as we all live to bring more of heaven to earth. Some things from my heart today. Um, it's always, um, always something I like to do is to talk about my heart, and I'm just going to open up with a couple of things first. And if you haven't noticed by now, there's a lot of different beliefs out there about a lot of different things. Um, there's, there's a lot of different beliefs about coronavirus. There's a lot of different beliefs about the protests. There's a lot of different beliefs, even in the uh, Christian church, Christian circles, a lot of different beliefs. And I want to talk somewhat about unity today and uh, feel like feel like there's a reason there's a reason that um, a lot of these distractions are popping up and what these things can reveal uh, to us in our hearts. Like for me and how I, I really remember I remember things like this when even when I was a child. This goes back to my childhood. It's just really who I am. You know how I am and who I am. I'm protector. And if people start getting um, nasty with each other, I want to jump in and protect. Um, and it's like I have to guard myself in that because people are believing different things right now. You're, you know, and if you're involved in social media, like I am on, on certain extremes, I've cut back my viewing a lot. But if you're involved in social media in any way, shape, or form, probably not. It's probably not a, a great place to share your opinions right now. Because you're, you're laying yourself out there for a whole, whole different flavor of what you're thinking. So just for me, I found it to be very wise. I also have a very wise wife who, on a couple of occasions, I've ran some posts by her and said, what do you think about this one? And she said, no, don't post that. <laughs> so guys, if you like to post, run it by your wife first and gals... <laughs> If you like to post, run it by your husband first. It's always good to have a different set of eyes on things. Um, Song of the Lamb Peace series. We're uh, in this series on peace, but we're also, last week I shared on the Song of the Lamb, and if you remember, uh, somewhat of that message was, was basically in the area of um, God, God um, decided that the timing was right when Jesus showed up on the scene um, back some 2,000 years ago that the timing was right, that it was time for the new covenant to be unveiled. And Jesus said, it is for judgment that I have come to this world. And when he said, it is for judgment that I've come to this world, he gave the judgment. He, he, um, he didn't just make a statement and let it drop. He actually explained the statement. And he said, the statement was, is that for judgment I've come to the world, that, that the world, that the ruler of the world would be judged. And then I shared about how he sent out the 70, and the 70 went out, and they got all excited and came back, and they reported to him that people were healed, the demons left people, that the uh, dead were raised, and the various other things that they were so excited about. And uh, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And then he said, but woe to the earth, for he has come down. And he's mad. And he's upset. 
And I, I have some uh, wonderful news about that. I feel like it's, well, it's wonderful for us if, if we're in the faith, if we believe. We have protection from the lies of the enemy. We know the truth, and the truth has set us free. But if we don't have that protection, if we don't have faith, then we're not protected, and we're wide open to all of his lies. And a lot of the stuff that we're seeing today um, is a result of people being wide open to the lies of the enemy. And they don't have the protection of faith. And it's where we come into play as believers, where we actually get to bring and present God is good to people. And a lot of people have heard that God isn't good, and there's a lot of churches that have helped them in that belief. But I would have to say that it's good for us to have a good message. It's good for us to remain positive in these days, and it's good for us to be able to help people see that there are answers to these questions. Right? Ephesians chapter 1. And I'm just going to do a, uh, like an expository message today. I, I just felt like I just want to read some verses and I just want to be able to um, uh, do like a friendly reminder um, to each of us. I think it's good to have friendly reminders, don't you? I think it's easy to forget sometimes who we are and, and all that we've been given. So Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many are thankful he's Lord? Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And so I want to just a little insert there, which a lot, I'm I'm just going to touch on some of the spiritual blessings we've been given. I feel like it's kind of important to talk about spiritual blessings and to rehearse them. I actually think it's a good idea for us as believers to rehearse the spiritual blessings that we've been given. So as I name this list, you might be sitting there going, oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. And as I name this list, there might be some other spiritual blessings that come to your mind. It's all good. Faith is a spiritual blessing. Faith. The faith of Abraham. Faith. He believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And that's the second spiritual blessing, righteousness. And then there's sozo, which is a Greek word for salvation, which means full salvation, healing to our entire being. That is a spiritual blessing given to us from the heavenly places. Love. Aren't you glad for love? All we need is love. <laughs> yes. Love is a spiritual blessing. Humility. Spiritual blessing. Unity. Wisdom. Honor. Obedience is a spiritual blessing. Purity of heart. We have a citizenship in heaven. Royalty. Victors. Aren't you glad you're a victor? We are not defeated. We are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are victorious, so much so that no weapon formed against us can prosper. We are the children of God. We've been given a name. We've been given an identity as the children of God. Reconciliation. 
yeah, we have a ministry of reconciliation. We get to reconcile things. This is beautiful. You know, I, we, uh, had the, we posted the uh, interview that Serena did with Michael and Carol. And I just noticed that that video now has almost 2,000 views, which is amazing because it's such a reconciliation video. It's, it's just something that just, it just grabs you to just, to just see, yes, this is, this is our ministry to reconcile people. Okay, and then we have the power of God. It's a spiritual blessing. You know, it's a power. You know, it's a spiritual blessing when Jesus said you lay your hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Do you know that's one of our spiritual blessings? We have the power of God that works in us. Healing, virtue, and these are just to name a few. I really do think it's a good practice to think on these things. So during the week, you might want to just like think on these things. You might want to just recall some of the spiritual blessings. Some more might come to your mind. Rehearse them because these are what we've been given We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Yes! You feel yourself starting to sink down. You know, you hear some bad news. You start to just go down and down and down. Get yourself back up. Remind yourself about some of the spiritual blessings of what you have. Remind yourself that you're not a quitter. You're a winner. We don't quit. We don't quit on the things of God. You know, I, I don't know about you, but there's a verse that rings in my heart constantly, and it's where we stand before Jesus and we hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It doesn't say good and does everything perfect servant. It says good and faithful. It doesn't say good and... Um, you know, good and you were good because you could make it through the good times. It's faithful because there might be some hard times in our walk where we need to be faithful. We need to remain faithful and we need to remain remain true to what's been given us. Yeah? Right? I mean, I beg your pardon, but he never promised us a rose garden. He just promised us abundant life. And faithfulness is part of that promise. We get to trust him for his faithfulness in us and his faithfulness that he's done for us. And we, in turn, get to be faithful. When we come to Jesus, we inherit a kingdom that's not made by the hands of men. We inherit a kingdom governed by the Prince of Peace and the everlasting Father. He never stops fathering us. Isn't that good? Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 says, but, when you, but you have come to Mount Zion. This is in verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. This is what we've come to. This is what we've been given. This is our inheritance. It's what we get to walk in. You know that there is like this, man, there is this Mount Zion that is a spiritual inheritance for us, that 
we have not come to a mountain that can be touched physically. We have come to a spiritual inheritance, a spiritual Mount Zion, where we get to walk in the presence of God and we get to carry the presence of God and we get to allow the presence of God to minister to us and to speak through us and to walk alongside of us and to help us every step along the way. That's what we've come to. Oh, yeah. And a sprinkling of things better than that of Abel. Now, this is an interesting analogy, and I believe that the author of Hebrews is actually talking, he's actually relaying uh, Abel. And you remember that Cain killed Abel because Cain was jealous of Abel because God accepted Abel's sacrifice but didn't accept Cain's. And I just thought when I'm reading this, I, I look at this last part, and we have come to something better than the sprinkling of that of Abel. Cain made his choice to kill his righteous brother Abel. He made that choice himself. Nobody forced him into it. He made that choice. He could have chosen humility, but he chose pride instead. He could have chosen not to kill his brother. He could have chose to change the way he was presenting his offering to God instead of continuing to just say, I'm just going to do it my way. And the writer is using Abel as an example to inspire the church that was under persecution at the time. And they were under persecution by the keepers of the law. So the writer of Hebrews is basically saying, he's saying there is something that we've come to that's better than the sprinkling of the blood that is found in Abel. There's something that we've come to. And he's basically telling the church, okay, you're being persecuted right now in the same way Abel was persecuted. They were being murdered. They were being uh, tortured. They were being imprisoned. They were, they were having their property taken from them. There were all sorts of things happening in the first church. They did not have the freedom that we have in the place of worship. They had to go into a closet. They had to hide. They had to have little house churches and little groups where they met together in secret so that they wouldn't uh, get arrested and thrown into jail, Right? And he's saying, he's basically saying to the church, we've come to something better than, than what they can try to take from us. We've come into an inheritance that cannot be threatened or taken away. And I want to encourage each of you today to understand that what we have in Christ, no man can take away unless we let them. And I don't know about you, I'm not. I'm not about to bow to this world system. <laughs> Can't do it. I lived under that system once for seven years of my life, a long, long time ago. And that system has nothing to offer but loneliness and despair. Because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So we have come into something where we have accepted a new covenant, not based on our own efforts and not based by our own doing, but a new covenant that is based on faith in the finished work of the cross. And that's what he's telling them. We've come to something better. We've come into something better than just bringing our own gift and our own offering to God and be accepted by what we bring. We come to him based upon his offering that he made for us. And it's faith in his offering. And it's faith in his finished work. 
that keeps us faithful and causes us to remain true. Okay, then Ephesians goes on, Ephesians 1, verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us. Do you know that you've been predestined for such a time as this? Now see, a year ago, if this message would have been preached, we would all been... Oh, yeah. But like after going through months of COVID, months of protests, months of riots, months of all sorts of political craziness that's going on out there. It's, after going through that, it's kind of like, I don't, know, I don't know if it was a good idea for God to predestine me for this time. This is kind of difficult, you know, and it's like, no, 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 you've been put here now. Situations in this world do not change your calling and your destiny. We are here now to, to come up with heaven's plan and to release it here on earth. It's part of our ministry of reconciliation. Not to sit there and go, oh, this is really bad. I don't know what to do. No, 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 no. You get before God and you wait and you listen. You hear. And you know what? If you're hearing right, you're going to be hearing things that you heard before COVID and all this other stuff broke out. If you're not hearing right, you're going to be hearing based upon what COVID and all this other stuff that's broken out. Listen, I know that you, I know you might not agree with this, and, and that's okay. You have your opinion. There's all sorts of different beliefs around this right now today. And I, I'm not here to say I've got, I've got the right one. I, mine's the only one that really matters. I'm not here to say that. I can't say that. I don't want to ever say that. But I have to be true to what I hear in here. Just like you have to be true to what you hear and hear. And that's the body of Christ. Because it functions differently. We are many members of one body with one head. But we have different functions. And that's why some people hear differently than myself. Because there are many different functionings. I hear things because I'm a mouth. Okay, some of you didn't get that or weren't listening. But I hear things because I, I have an opportunity to share them and to be able to bring them to you guys. You will hear things because you have an opportunity to do those things, to put them into action. It's how we function. Not everybody's a mouth. There are hands, there are feet. Lungs, hearts. People carry different emotions. They carry different beliefs. They carry different ideas. They, they, carry, they have different upbringings. All of you have been... You, none of you were raised up in my home when I was a kid. You were raised up in your home. And in that raising, there were different things instilled to you, different things that were released to you that, that caused you to function in many ways the way that you function today. But you have been chosen... Before the foundation of the world was even spoken into being, God chose you to be in Him for this day and for this hour. Man, that's exciting news. And I mean, it's like, it's a challenging word. Because it challenges those things in us that, that hear the bad news and feel overwhelmed. 
But we need to listen to the good news and overwhelm the bad news. He predestined us to the adoption as sons and daughters by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Look at the person next to you, if you're six feet apart, and just tell them, you're accepted in the beloved. it's the truth we're accepted you know for a good part of my Christianity I kind of grew up fearing that I wouldn't hear well done thou good and faithful servant anybody else kind of feel that way you just kind of thought you were dropping the ball so much you weren't going to hear it (laughs) well aren't you glad you've been accepted in the beloved yeah. Yeah, man, I did that. I, however, I missed it. I don't know how I missed it earlier on in my Christian life, but I missed the acceptance part. I felt like I had to strive. I had to make effort. I had to do everything perfect and everything right. I had to just basically work at it and work at it. You know, someday you'll get this Christian thing right. I mean, look at Sally so-and-so. She has it right. She's living way better than you are, you know. And doing all this striving, all this effort and everything... And all along, it was right here in God's Word that we're accepted. We're accepted. We don't have to fear that we won't hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Keep our eyes fixed on the truths that God has given to us, upon the things that He's given us that are eternal, that are lasting. It's not temporary. Aren't you glad that you didn't have a temporary salvation? I mean, think about it. Some of you have probably been saved for 30, 40 years. Some of, some of you have been saved for three or four, you know. And it's like, aren't you glad that didn't dissolve when COVID-19 hit? When all the protests and riots, riots broke out, all of a sudden your salvation like takes a hike? Well, you don't need this anymore. No. We are rooted and grounded in the acceptance of the Lord. Then I get this other scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 25 to 27. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape and refuse him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Did you see this? He speaks from heaven. Revelation 1 or Revelation chapter 4 says, John looked and he beheld a door standing open in heaven and he heard a voice. We get to go into that place, into the heavenly place, and we get to get revelation from heaven. It's better than the revelation of earth. (laughs) Whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things 
that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. So we have a, we used to sing a song in the 90s about a kingdom that can't be shaken. We're a city not forsaken. Kingdom that can't be shaken. Listen, things all around us can shake and fall apart. Man's governments aren't eternal. You guys getting this? But the kingdom of God will never be shaken. It is enduring, it lasts, and it remains. And we are anchored in the kingdom of God, not the kingdoms of this earth. Yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens. There can be some shakings going on. There's been shaking going on in men's governments for a long time. I don't know if you know anything about history, but there are a lot of governments that have fallen and a lot of governments that have been shaken. But I'm going to tell you something right now. We have been called to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are citizens of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. We have Heavenly connections that last and go on forever. Woo! Back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In him we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Listen, this is so powerful because we've been joined together in union to the righteousness of God in Christ. Joined together. This is... Hey, Sheldon, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that it was, it, it was God's righteousness that joined you and not your own? I'm glad. I'm thankful. Man, when I turned to Jesus, I needed help. I'd gone my own way and tried to make a, a, a better life for myself that I thought would be a better life for myself by turning my back on God. And you know what happened? He found me. I mean, he got to me. Before the point that I said, hey, Jesus, I need you, before I confessed it with my mouth, he was working inside my heart just... Is like he's the hound dog of heaven, some people have called him. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's such a good analogy for God, but 
as Joe Fagoni always said, dog is God, spelt backwards. An interesting comment. <laughs> but he found me, he's working away in there, and I mean, my life started getting like really miserable, and I just started realizing that my way was not the best highway. And I remember responding to that working of his and responding to different things in my life where I just finally got to the point where I was at the breaking point. I just said, Jesus, I need you. If you'll take me back, I'll give you the rest of my life. And I just remember him coming in that room, just filling my heart. And that's how simple this is. It's like the faith of Abraham. Abraham believed and God credited to him as righteousness. And that's the union that we have together, right? That's the unity. We got so many different so many different members of the body of Christ all throughout this country and all throughout this world. And there's a powerful unity. There's a song of unity that's going out today. It's a song of unity by the body of Christ. I think more than at any other time, believers are waking up and they're beginning to say, hey, Lord, we need some answers here. Maybe we've stepped a little bit into man's government. We want to step back into yours. And I feel there's a redirecting that's happening. And we want to share a song right now, a video. And this video is a song that we already sang earlier. It's called The Blessing. And this, this was done by 100 churches in New York City. But this song and so many videos, if you search this on YouTube, you will find dozens upon dozens of videos from around the world in different languages and it's a very powerful thing and we're closing with this today so we just want to bless you with this video hey guys thanks so much for tuning in if you're interested in checking out the video mentioned you can check out this episode's notes or go onto youtube and just search new york city the blessing As always, thanks so much for tuning in and hope you're having a wonderful week as we all live to bring more of heaven to earth.